name is Ryan Miller, and for the past 15 years, I've helped hundreds of people to raise millions of dollars for their funds and for their startups. If you're serious about raising money, launching your business, or taking your life to the next level, this show will give you the answers so that you too can enjoy your pursuit of making billions. Let's get into it. In this week's episode, I bring on my friends Kevin Kwong and David Yao of Tradewind Funds. Join us as they describe their strategy that has delivered a 15% return in the first half of the year, despite the S&P being down a painful 18% over the same period. You don't want to miss it. Plus, Kevin and David reveal how we can master the Greeks and build a strategy that takes advantage of time and volatility, granting them a 75% win rate as they guide us all in our pursuit of making billions. Here we go. Hey, welcome to another episode of Making Billions. I'm your host, Ryan Miller, and today I have two of my very good friends, both Kevin Kwong and David Yao. Both Kevin and David run Tradewind Investments. It's a multivariate derivative hedge fund that specializes in not only the current economic situation, but the future economic situation that we're headed to. So Kevin, David, welcome to the show. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. So, guys, I've gotten to know you a little bit, and I can tell you with certainty how impressed I am with your current uh, fund and the performances that you guys have been able to generate in such a short amount of time. We're going to get into that. You guys are going to tell us everything. Uh, well, maybe not everything. you got to leave some secrets uh, in your pocket. But, um, you know, how, how about we open it like this? How how's the market doing? How are you guys doing? Bring us up to speed with the current performance of, of the fund. Yeah, yeah, David, you want to take this? Of course. Yeah, I'd be glad to. So well, we know this is probably the, one of the worst start of the year for S&P 500 since the Great Depression. I yeah. believe this is the second worst start of the year. It's down, I mean, the S&P 500 is down 18% year to date so far. Um uh, we're doing well. We're doing um, as designed. Um, we're out, our funds up, you know, fifteen percent right now, and Whoa. it continues to, to go. We haven't had a down month the entire year, and it's working as designed. We, we you know, our philosophy is having um, no drawdown or low drawdowns with consistent growth, and we like to compound that, you know, for our investors over the years. And one of the most rewarding thing right now is uh, we got off a call with a doctor that is one of our investors last Saturday. Yeah, and he he asked about the market. He's like, "Hey, um, how's the market doing?" I haven't looked at it in months because I'm invested with you guys, and that <laughs> means more to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like asking, "How do I put in more money?" And so we had to give him the form and all that. And that's really what we are about wow. when we when we design the strategy and the product. You know, and we it, it, it's good to have that peace of mind for our investors. Holy smoke! So okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's unpack everything you just said. That was a lot of am- amazing things that you just rolled up into like three sentences. So super impressive. So number one, okay. So let me make sure that my, our listeners understood that and, and myself included. So what I heard is the S and P is down eighteen percent, and your fund is up fifteen percent. Is that right? Over the same correct fifteen. Yep. Up. Yep. Okay. As of the end of last month, we're up fifteen. What? So, okay. I, I, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but uh, I'm, I'm more impressed. I would be happy. And I think when the market's down 18%, I'd be happy to be down 
And I would be ecstatic if I just didn't lose or make, if I just broke even. But you guys go, not only do we mitigate the downside, not only do we help you to even just break even, we give you a return. When everybody else, uh, as, as, as we say the metaphor, there's blood in the streets, you guys are doing well. You and your investors are eating very well. So absolutely right. incredible. And the second thing that you said is like, hey, we've got investors who, from what you said, I'm totally putting words in your mouth, they're happy they're not even looking at the market. That tells me how much trust that a lot of people have had for you and have for you, your investors currently. And uh, they're not even looking at it. They're like, I don't know. It looks awesome to me. How do I give you more? That's a nice problem to have. Uh, maybe you teach me your tricks of the trade there to do that. So super no, impressive. Feeling. Yeah, it is a good feeling. And guys, like that's that's absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, in 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 true form, why don't you tell me a little bit about, you know, what now that we kind of begin with the end in mind, how did you guys meet? Like, how did how did Tradewind come to be? How did Kevin and David uh, connect and, and combine their superpowers? Walk us through a little bit of the origin story uh, and give us, uh, uh, me and the audience, a better sense of, of where it all began for you guys. Yeah, um, I'll take this one, David, if you don't mind. Uh, I know you can obviously add whatever sure. you have to. Uh, so we we didn't know each other for too long. So we met actually last year uh, in 2021, around March. And where we met was on we are part of an elite trading group. And what that means is people uh, share different trade ideas. And we kind of critique or just look at different ways of people doing things. Right. And Particularly, David posted one that he, because the normal way of selling put or selling a wheel strategy is to sell the out of the money or far out of the money. So you have a high chance of winning. But what David was doing was he was selling uh, in the money put on a particular stock. And then I reached out to him and I said, what's going on? Like, how Are you crazy? You, yeah. Like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I honestly thought he was crazy. He was just gambling. Yeah. But he and then what he told me made a lot of sense. So ultimately, it's just really the risk and reward and the premium you get and whatnot. Uh, I would say the most everything up until the fund launch, the star has to align. Yeah. So we we had multiple different uh, scenario that if one of us has said no or one of us were did something, then this wouldn't happen. So I'm grateful that everything uh, have happened according to I guess fate you can yeah. say. Um, but essentially, we just met last year uh, online, and then we started talking, sharing different ideas. And I share my I, uh, my trading uh, through 2021 and throughout, basically from March to May, if you remember, yeah. Ryan, it was a really bad time uh, for the market. Nice. So David was struggling. So I was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And then I'm constantly bugging him while he was too, I guess, uh, scared or afraid to look at his portfolio. Right. But what I was do, what I would do is say, hey, I made a couple hundred dollars. I made a couple thousand dollars. And then slowly he's like, oh, okay, maybe I'll look at uh, this strategy. So that's basically all uh, it started. I shared a strategy and then incorporate his uh, technical expertise in terms of the technical analysis, market profile. And we came up, we improved the strategy uh, from typically 50% to like honestly 70 to 75% win right now uh, with a, um, a remarkable risk and reward ratio so, too. Whoa. So you guys, every, I swear you keep shocking me with all these like cool stats that you guys do. So 
what I hear is at the height of COVID, everybody's locked down, right? And, I, and I'm assuming, you know, you, you started a fund ultimately, which is starting a business. And, and, and I hope that many of our listeners are picking up on this, is that even in the height of COVID, you started a business, an investment business. Everybody's freaking out. And in fact, if you do some studies, which I'm sure you guys have, a lot of the biggest funds that we know today all started in a recession or in a very difficult market and they were birthed into existence. And now these are Goliath funds. So, uh, you know, I, I, if that's kind of an omen of where you guys are headed, it, it's certainly not a far stretch. So here we are, height of COVID, you guys meet up, you start exchanging notes, and, you know, both had strategies that were kind of working is my understanding of what I just heard. But then you go, you guys combine your superpowers, we'll say, in trading in the market, develop a strategy and go, I believe you said, from a 50% win rate to more than 75% win rate in your combined strategy is that right 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 okay and you know win rate is great but we also have to look at the risks and all that so we incorporate a, a lot of uh, risk management into the strategy as well yeah and that's important to note and uh i'll let david start his background because that's also where the stars align <laughs> oh, because yeah. why why is risk so important exactly right? so yeah. so david my goodness, you have such a unique background. So you go from, I think you just told me you were an art major. You were uh, critiquing my my <laughs> artwork that my wife uh, kind of loves in the background. And you're saying, oh, that's a really interesting piece. And I was like, wait, I thought you were a pharmacist in a previous life. So you started out as an art major. You wanted to work at Pixar. Then you turned to a pharmacist and then a fund manager. I mean, I'm sure me and the rest yeah. of the audience, we got to hear yeah, this. Yeah, so I... Uh... Yeah, so I, I went to college, went to the University of Buffalo with an art major, you know, as my primary intent. Yeah. And then um, after the first semester, I started looking at, you know, what do I really want to do? And, you know, and I started, I joined a couple of fraternities and, you know, I had some people, you know, some of the other brothers at the time were kind of convinced that I couldn't get anywhere in life. And, <laughs> I had to prove them wrong. So I add, I, I post summer and winter classes. I got four, eight semester of 4.0 and I yeah. applied to a pharmacy school with 140 slots and I got in over after, you know, with a thousand applicants I got in and sure. the rest is history. I worked as a pharmacist for over a decade now, yeah. you know, and I just, I just sort of retired from the healthcare profession last November to focus on the hedge fund. And over the years, I've, you know, a, a lot of my trading a little bit background. I started trading um, option in 2008 okay. after I saw my college roommate paid off his tuition using option trading. So I started picking around, started with spreads and then got into more complicated stuff over the years. But I've always only been able to trade bull market. Yeah. And bull market and I would get out and I became, I would wear a different hat, become a real estate investor. So you know, and, and I would go buy businesses and I would work yeah. three jobs. Like I would trade in the morning, go to my day job and then work with my, my other side hustle at night until, yeah. you know, midnight. And the, the biggest, uh, trigger for me was my event horizon was my son being born. Okay. And, you know, and part of me always really always wanted to start a hedge fund. Yeah. Right. But I just didn't have a strategy that, um, could, survive the bear market or be comfortable trade handling um, other people's money. 
So, and when Kevin says the star has aligned, it truly does have to because I was making good money trading the COVID bull market and it was the yeah. best time because I was doing, I wasn't really doing wheel stride. I was doing synthetic, which is almost double, double betting on a bull, <laughs> bull yeah. market. And sure. when it goes south, it can kind of hurt a little bit. You know, I've, I've had, you know, ups and downs. I've, you know, and that's, that's what kind of makes this combination of, uh, teamwork really, um, unique is I have, a lot of experience with bear market and Kevin has, uh, the, you know, the strategy and the, you know, the knowledge and the, you know, tenacity, you know, to, to trade and back test and all that. Yeah. Um, so and I, yeah, I and argue I that you, you both have, uh, both the tenacity. I mean, here you were working three jobs, you had a new son, um, and you're <laughs> hustling, right. Is, is, I don't know if this is the right term, but a serial entrepreneur, but, you know, there was, would you say that, you know, during this time, I would call it uh, a discovery phase for you as you're growing into who you are now. Um, would you say that there was like, you know, something inner, like an inner calling, something driving you to say, hey, man, like, I know I'm going to be successful. I mean, you were in school, you were in many other aspects and everything to this date. Were you, do you feel like there was something deeper that was just driving oh. you forward and then almost drove you and Kevin together? Sounds like a romance novel, but one with no, a it, lot it, of it money at the end. Like, yeah. yeah, it truly is. If it wasn't for him, I probably, I, you know, we were just talking about it like this week. What would we be doing right now if yeah. we didn't have the fun? And what, what would we, what product would we be trading? What strategy would we, you know? And yeah. I, we really probably didn't, you know, be just working on jobs. Yeah. You know, and successful just, yeah. and whatever that means. Um, Right. And you're successful and, now, I would say a market down 18% and you're destroying it by being up 15%. That, that is yeah, absolutely we, crazy. So yeah, it's a really good feeling uh, yeah. when you're, what you worked so hard to design and put together is actually panning out the way we want to. And it wasn't for Kevin being so persistent and showing what, Hey, look at when the market, when you're in pain, look at what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And I, I didn't really pay attention to it until his consistent, you know, communication with me. And I was like, you know, maybe you might have something here. Let me take a look at it. Yeah. And then that's when we, we put our own money and we tested it for a while. And, you know, it had the consistent results. And well, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. So that's when I called him and I was like, Hey, do you, you know, I, we got it to the point where I'm comfortable managing people's money. And I think we'll look like rock star next year. Yeah. And do you want to start a hedge fund? And he was a little hesitant as well. Like, you know, he just said no again. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I did say no uh, initially. I was like, I'm good. I make good money by myself. And then um, a week later, he asked me again. And I was like, well, maybe there's something, right? That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, so here you yeah. are in high to COVID, you're testing strategies, also different business models of like, do we just do it for fun like we were? Or do we really take this serious? And so, uh, you guys obviously found out at some point that you're really on to something, that you really do have a strategy. And from those results you said in the beginning of the show, I would say, yeah, that's an understatement of, of a lifetime. So so you go from pharmacy, then you guys meet. Um, and, you know, Kevin, maybe you can walk me through a little bit of, of your origin story. Uh, how did you become to be so darn good at this uh, we know how david did but maybe you can fill us and our listeners in so we better understand where yeah you're i mean uh, i was just more this way you know <laughs> 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 no that's okay so like 
so I was, I mean, half jokingly, um, my dad, so one thing uh, unique about my upbringing is my dad's a professional gambler. So what that means what? is uh, he he gambles for a living. I swear you guys get uh, and... cooler the more we talk. Right? This is awesome. <laughs> so I've never seen him work a job. And, you know, growing up, you, you ask kids like, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I honestly, but I shouldn't say this out loud because sometimes security questions will ask, what do you want to be when you mm-hmm. were young? I, I have business person as my answer when oh, I was nice. young. So anyway. So what that? So ultimately, uh, I so I grew up in Hong Kong. Uh, I went to high school, did all that there, and when right at when I was eighteen, uh, two thousand eight, I opened up my brokerage account in Hong Kong, and I started trading, doing different derivative strategies, options, uh, stocks. From there, I went to uh, college, studying economics in the U.S. That's where I first got exposure to the U.S. market and um, a little bit of the options. I was primarily still focused on the Asian market. Is that what I was uh, familiar with? And I decided to, hey, give uh, the U.S. market a shot. And that I thought, dove really deep uh, around 2020, 2021. And that's really uh, where I started. And by trade, I'm actually a, a business insurance uh, underwriter. So what that means, I help large, large businesses uh, underwrite and look at their risk. So I look, all I look at is the worst case scenario and how much it will cost to do it and what to, how do you protect that risk? So because of that background and along with, uh, David as a pharmacist, all we care about is the downside and the risk management. And through that, that's why we came up, we didn't really come up with the strategy itself, but we came up with, uh, the way to manage the portfolio and to really trade the strategy on a higher win rate. And lower risk uh, uh, method. So the risk one to make two is always our way of um, yeah. trading. Essentially, you only need uh, with slippage and whatnot. Forty percent is all you need. So you can flip a coin, and if you get fifty fifty percent of the time, you still make right. money. But the the key is how do you generate market bidding uh, return through that? So that's where David's uh, technical analysis, market profile. And really, the shot calling really comes into play. Nice. And one thing I'll say about David, he didn't mention too much. It's like he grew his portfolio during the COVID time, pretty 10, 15 X from the low of COVID. Man. So that's how how crazy some of the the picks he do, and how impressive he was when it comes to uh, picking stocks. Yeah. Not, not that we are doing stocks and whatnot in the bear market. We don't play that. Right now, we are doing the. Uh, regardless of what the market is doing, uh, our goal is to make that consistent income. 10x during COVID. So everybody's freaking out and you're just like feet up on the desk. You're like, I'm good. I'm doing good. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Holy smoke. So so 10x, that is absolutely incredible. Good for you, man. So so here you are. You guys came together uh, in different ways and you aligned your strategy. You went from a 50 to a 75% win rate. Um, and uh, my opinion is you guys are only going to be getting better. So, so now um, you guys started your first fund, Tradewin, uh, came right out of COVID. You guys are building 10X. You guys have back-tested like a lot. I know from talking to you guys, you did a lot of back-testing. You really confirmed your strategy. You are not uh, gambling, right? You're, 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 you're not following in your father's footsteps as far as gambling, but you are from a professional <laughs> standpoint. I would certainly call you guys professional. 
So that being said, here we are, Tradewind, right? We call it a multivariate fund. Um, so you guys have a certain strategy, um, a derivative strategy, options. Some people call it options as well. Um, maybe walk us through. You mentioned that you focus, your strategy focuses on covering downside risk. Um, so maybe help us, give us, uh, paint a little bit of a picture here. Give us some color on your strategy and why the heck does it work so good? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, everything for us is based on expectancy and we learned a long time ago and through different professionals. It's all about the math, so to speak, sure. in terms of if it's a winning strategy and based on math and backtest and the statistic, uh, just like gambling, the, the term gambling is a little yeah. bit uh, misleading in a way. Yeah, you're, you're a but statistician. Exactly. You're, right. you're playing the odds. Yeah, For sure. So my dad gambles, so to speak, sure. but it's a positive expectancy, so to speak. Awesome. So that's kind of how we structure everything. Um, and to answer your question, uh, the main strategy we have uh, right now at Fund One, the main strategy is the intraday strategy. Okay. Uh, we're going in and out in the same day, and we're really capturing the the massive theta decay or the premium decay. Um, and Fund Two would be similar, uh, but it will be a longer horizon. Okay. David, do you want to add a little more? Yeah, I mean, we we try to shoot, you know, capture about one percent gain a day, and yeah. when the, the idea the idea is to be able to consistently, um, repeatedly do it, and and in a way that I I wanted the strategy to, we don't even want to compare the benchmark. I think the one we always talk about, we want to be better than last year. Yeah, you know, so we compared ourselves, and we want uh, a product that can be, you know. Well, investor, it just means that they could, don't have to worry about inflation. They don't want to have to worry about cash flow. It's a liquid fund. Yep. So when they can put in more, <clears throat> right? And they can um, they, they, they can kind of retire without having to worry about massive drawdown, especially right now. It's a really critical time to be having this massive drawdown. A lot of people are yeah. at the retirement age. You know, you could see it in the job reports or whatnot. So we wanted a, 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 a product a, a fund that can kind of give people peace of mind and really have that consistent and high return with low risk and through compound growth they will be able to double triple their money in three years to five years or whatnot and you know i i have my i sold my house in 2018 i have my entire net worth in in you know in, in the fund and I, my 401k in. is gonna yeah my I quit my job my 401k is going to second fund so i you have to you know a lot of the Wall Street guys, they don't put money in their own, their own money into that. Yeah. What they, you know, what they trade, uh, we do. And I think that's one of the things that impressed me. Uh, one of the many that impressed me about you guys <laughs> is uh, you got skin in the game. Like this, this isn't just the classic. You hear these gurus who aren't gurus that say, "Hey, OPM, use other people's money," and you're like, "Well, yeah, but um, what yeah, a lot and- of investors respect is say, hey." You, you've you got your neck on, on the line as well in this investment. And I think a lot of investors respond to that because it, it's almost like a hedge. When I when I look at placing investments with my own capital, I want to know, like, hey, are, how motivated are you? Like, if you've got skin in the game, okay, right? You're, I can tell you guys are going to do whatever it takes, especially when you sold your house, your 401ks on the line. Um, but you know what? You, you're doing pretty good when the market's down 18%. You're up 15. That's that's absolutely phenomenal. So you know you focus on this. Uh, we'll say asymmetrical risk to reward 
Um, and, you know, in talking to you guys earlier, um, two of the metrics that you really pay attention to, at least in fund one, you said they're similar strategies, but one's short, one's a little bit longer. But in fund one, my understanding is you do pay attention to two metrics that our listeners might be interested in learning about. One is shark ratio. And the other one is Sortino ratio. Can you walk us a little bit through how that plays into your strategy and uh, anything you'd like to add to that? Stay with us. We'll be right back. AI is changing the game of business. Will you be on the winning team? I'm Jordan Wilson, the host of the Everyday AI Podcast, and your coach to help you learn the X's and O's of AI. Artificial intelligence isn't just a new player in the game, it's a new sport altogether. So if you don't quickly put AI into play, your competitors will run up the score. I've spent my whole life building winning teams, from coaching basketball to working with big players like Nike and Jordan Brand. My next move, helping you win with Everyday AI. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or on everydayaipodcast.com. Let's tap into AI together and put points on the board. Yeah, primarily a uh, sharp ratio um, really is the measure of the pro- what, per unit of profit to per unit of risk. Yeah. So our... Uh, Typical uh, shot ratio on a monthly basis is between four and nine. And monthly. That is, yeah, yeah monthly uh, shot ratio. So that's uh, above average uh, typically, right? And <laughs> yeah. what, how we achieve that really is the risk and reward and the risk management itself. Correct. Like uh, we learned a long time ago, it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you lose. Because uh, David likes to talk about this too. Is if you can control the downside, uh, making money is only a matter of time. Yeah. So, especially with high win rate strategy. It's beautifully so said. If you, so, yeah, I think that that's really uh, the the primary focus uh, of of the of both funds, really. Oh man! So a sharp ratio up to nine, so a nine to one odds. Yeah, I, I'd take I'd take that deal any day, man. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, back. Uh, when I was when I was a young man, one of the things I always took pride on is getting in in a door. And so I was fortunate enough to hang out with the man himself, the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett. So we went out to when I met him. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, maybe that's a topic for another show of how I actually got to have dinner with Warren Buffett at some like random Greek steakhouse in Omaha. It was hilarious. And you, did you have to pay him a fortune? No, I didn't pay him a dime. <laughs> Um, so I, I did it at no cost, but I know a lot of people pay like hundreds of thousands, if not millions, just to have in a, an hour lunch with them. So I was fortunate enough uh, to do it in, in, in my twenties. And, uh, there was a couple of us that were there. And, and I remember to your point, um, he said, Hey, um, never, I'm, I'm totally going to paraphrase. But he said, never bet the whole farm. He said, anybody that risks everything even if it's every once in a while, eventually we'll lose everything. Eventually. Right? So he's talking about probabilities. He's saying over time, you're going to be really right, but you're also going to be really wrong. And so if you've got it all on the line. So to your point, he, he was trying to teach us a lesson to say, not only is it, an, it's not enough just to be right, but you need to have a strategy of investing that keeps you in the game, right? If any of your strategies exposes you to get completely knocked out, eventually you will. And it's 
game over. So you guys, from what I'm saying, is saying, hey, we cover that downside risk. We never put it all on the line. We we are here for the long run. And in my my unqualified opinion, I would say you guys will be a billion dollar AUM in under five years. Given the strategy and the win rates that you guys are putting up, you guys are going to be absolutely massive. Uh, and I can't wait to hear all the success stories that you guys have, as well as many of the investors who also helped to make part of those billions as well. Kind of the topic of the show. So here we are, we're talking about risk and you're saying, hey, Ryan, look, hey man, the heart of our strategy is risk management. It's downside risk. It's working so well that those results, the market's down 18%. We can't anticipate the exact movement, but we're ready for it. So now here we are, you're getting like a nine to one odds on, on monthly and you're doing roughly about 15% a quarter. Is that right? That's about right. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, so yeah, right. <laughs> yeah this is, you guys are amazing. So then, and then uh, my understanding is you have opened or you're in the process of opening your second fund, uh, also trade win fund. So maybe walk us through just quick little rundown of why you're opening a second fund. What's different? Why does that matter? Yeah, for, for fund two really is to cater for people who have a mindset of a long-term compound growth uh, mentality. Okay. So what that really means uh, is we are planning to set up a structure essentially uh, with S&P 500 options. And we are going a little bit further out to pretend 150 to 200 days and set up a structure so that Time is on our side. So every single trade we do, uh, when we initially enter the trade, has a positive theta. And what that means is as time goes by, with everything being equal, we should be making money on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's the thesis uh, on the trade. Yeah. So that is the income part that will generate. But we also have to protect the downside, like we talked yeah. about. And how do we do that? It's by strategically placing different... Uh, long puts essentially and in to protect the downside and make sure there if there's any sort of black swan events like uh, COVID financial crisis uh, or right now it's technically not really black swan so to speak but if there's a 20 percent a drop we can uh live to trade another yes. day exactly what warren and, buffett said he said the people that that are like the titans like himself he didn't say that but i would say that they know how to they know how to survive in any market, and that's exactly kind of a an all market strategy. Um, would would you say that's a fair assessment of trade with fund two? Yeah, yeah. Trade with fund two is basically just like selling insurance. You collect a premium and you buy insurance to protect yourself. I love it. And okay, and what's what's the target targeted return on uh, from your back testing? Uh, what's realistic return that you can expect out of uh, fund two? Yeah, from some of the live trading and whatnot, uh, we expect 20 to 25% okay. uh, per year. And we are uh, looking to raise, uh, we are raising 100 million okay. pounds. So 100 million bucks, uh, 20 to 25% return, uh, more of the long term oriented type of investor, probably be a good fit there. So that's right. Um, incredible. We wanted, you know, the first fund obviously appeals to, you know, the, the, the 
current market condition right go down. and then we wanted the yeah. second yep and we we believe the you know the next 10 years or whatnot will be a sideway market so we wanted to design the second strategy a second fund to be a fund that can uh, capture capitalize on that so so maybe we so let's talk about that so where where would you say you kind of mentioned and uh, i teased it in the beginning about your your other fund that's more focused on where the market's headed so where where do you think the market's headed then well, I personally, I think the market will be sideways for the next five to 10 years. I mean, short term, there is no bull case right now. You yeah. have the obvious war in Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine war. You got, you know, a global recession that's in, you know, in development. Inflation's in everyone's mind, right? Yeah. And the Fed raising rate, great. It can control the demand. Even Jerome Powell explained that he can only, the Fed can only control the demand side of you know inflation not the supply side and supply side with no end to you know russia and ukraine and you know and they're a big commodity driver especially in the wheat or whatnot um china's you know going through this total new lockdown it's supply side is not looking too good um so we 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 could expect inflation to kind of persist for a couple longer than we think and some of the things that people are i think a lot of folks are not missing out there is the the ports labor unions are potentially striking. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, a 22,000 union worker uh, union. And their their contracts up this summer. And if that shuts down, the entire supply chain goes into lockdown again. And, you know, we could see prices kind of go bananas. Yes. Um, like so what they did they with lumber. Yeah, absolutely. And, and pretty much every commodity and anything um, with and we still got fuel prices rising, which is going to affect everything that gets shipped. Yep. Um, yep. So, and and I remember before this call, you were saying, "Hey, Ryan, uh, I don't know if you know this, but typically, after historically, if you look back, there's a very observable trend, which is after runaway inflation, typically the sideways market goes for five to ten years, right? And then, so you're saying that, and then you're also saying, plus." Guys, we got a lot of other potential uh, iffy things in the market yeah, horizon as well. So definitely. supply chain issues, yeah. uh, other continuous inflation, other um, macro and, and micro uh, issues. Right, that and that's just the obvious stuff. Yeah. And that's just the obvious thing, right? You got the Forex market. Look at what's going on in the Forex market with the yen and the U.S. strong U.S. dollar. Strong U.S. dollar, you know, makes the world grow slower. <laughs> Yeah. That's the true emerging market won't grow as fast. And then you got the political side. We got a mid-year election coming up. Yeah. And if the Republican takes back the Senate, might nothing might ha- be happening for the next two years. It might be a stalemate. Yeah. You know, we got an aging population. We got a super tight, a lot tighter immigration policy. That means we have a tighter labor force. So it's a combination of everything. There is, there's a reason why the market is selling up as aggressively as it is. Right. And, you know, we can get into more of the treasury side, you know, and the mortgage rate, but yeah, <laughs> there's just no, there's just no go case, Man. no matter what angle you look at it. Well, you know, if I could summarize everything, uh, what I'm hearing is, hey, Ryan, we got this. We're paying attention. <laughs> Nothing is yeah, your yeah. gaze. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm, so a, you're, you're saying I'm a big macro guy. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. You're saying the market is is doing whatever it's doing, but again, I, I still picture you foot feet up on the desk. You're like, we're good. Like, I'm I'm ready for this. Bring it on. Right. Which is why we wanted to design products that it's going to be consistent 
And no matter what the market does, we will be able to perform and appeal to our investor, give them that peace of mind. And the product will sell itself. They don't have to listen to us. They can just look at the results and the product and the strategies. And, you know, over time, we believe that, you know, it will be of value to a lot of folks. That's absolutely incredible. So, so given where the market is headed, how have you guys positioned your yourself and your investors for that scenario? Well, right now, uh, focus on cash flow. If you have a job, continue working your job. Yeah. You know, do, do a good job, right? Because uh, we're starting to see hiring freeze. Um, the great resignation combined with, um, you know, this whole potential hiring freeze that might be coming because a lot of the companies are starting to report softer earnings and you know that's that can have potentially hurt the job market and right now the entire economy is getting held up by consumer spending you know um travel is strong you know and like consumer demands are strong and if you look at the s&p 500 the consumer discretionary hasn't really come down that sector you know target costco walmart whatnot they haven't really taking a big drawdown and that yeah. could be the next sector if if demands are softening and we could see you know and un- unemployment could affect the housing market as well so we'll yeah. see in the next six months so, so okay so you know my my question though is and, and i absolutely agree with everything you said my question is how is trade wind positioned to take advantage of that current economic condition well, our fund yeah, is uncorrelated, yeah, so yeah. maybe Kevin can do a better yeah, job what explaining do, what that. Do you th- what do you think, Kevin? I, I'm curious to <laughs> yeah, know, so, right? I mean, so they, you guys are looking ahead. You're seeing all of these things on the horizon. Potentially, some of them might happen. Some of them might not. Maybe none of that will happen. But what we want to know is, as we know, the market responds to expectations of the future, which you guys are expecting a future. So what I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know, is how have you positioned yourself and your investors for this future scenario that you just outlined? For sure. Yeah, that's a great question, Ryan. And uh, David articulated in terms of what's happening yes. really well. And obviously, uh, we don't know if it's going to happen that way or not. No one really knows what's going to happen in the sure. future. But how we position ourselves is, regardless of what the market does, essentially up, down, sideways, up and down, doesn't matter what it does, we are generating consistent income. And how do we do that? It's by being, they call it delta neutral, so to speak. And we have our biases, we have our uh, way of adjusting based on. But essentially when we enter a trade, for the most part, we have a slight bias towards up or down. Right now it's downwards. And we have a strategy that is taking advantage of time decay. So the theta again. So as time goes by, it was it will the time is on our side. And if the market is sideways, then we'll capture definitely all the time decay. And if the market is as we predicted, then we'll even capture the delta as yeah. well. So that just accelerates the whole uh, consistency in income. And obviously, we we again look at the risk and what if we are wrong. Because we are not so aggressively uh, swing to one side or the other, uh, when we are wrong, we are not not really wrong. Yeah. So we, we we can always adjust, and um, it applies to both uh, fun. It applies to fun one and fun two. Fun one is an intraday strategy, so uh, we have an intraday bias up or down or sideways, and then at the end of the day, everything goes either expires or we're out of the position. Yeah. 
So it doesn't matter what the market does from there on. And then we'll, we already made our money and then we left. Okay. The second fund is where it gets interesting because we would adjust it daily or uh, every other day. And then we will consistently uh, monitor the market on the macro level and then add a little bit bias to where we think this is heading. So we have different ways of looking at, I would say it's really a perfect scenario because we started fund one as a flagship yeah. fund. It has a, a, one of the highest return and the consistency, but it also helped us understand the market dynamic on a daily basis better. Uh, you might heard this uh, uh, before, Ryan, is people, it's so difficult to trade intraday because it's such a short term. Yeah. The shorter the term, is harder yeah. it is to predict. Uh, swing trading, people relatively uh, higher percentage. But we can consistently predict short term basis, which we so far have been doing quite good. Uh, with our win rate, then uh, on a larger scale and a longer term horizon, we should be able to predict it uh, relatively well as well. So on a um, uh, long story short, uh, we got in some position uh, end of yep. May, uh, end of April. And the we David expected this to go down uh, quite yeah. a bit, not not to this extent, but we expected yeah, some downside. We're ready for it. Uh, so we yeah, so we we were uh, we were up pretty nice. Uh, hence the I think April we were up five percent uh, in a yeah. month uh, relative to market. I think was down five yeah. percent just that month itself. So all in all, uh, uh, we we prepare for anything that uh, comes to us, and then uh, we design it this strategy, especially for this type of market. But the beauty of it is, it could go back to normal. We can go to the moon or not. We, we will still be able to uh, trade okay. it. Awesome. So so here we are. Uh, you got trade with fund one. You got trade with fund two. One is short-term liquidity focus. One is long-term capital gains focus. Both are uh, profit focused, uh, as all funds are. Um, and so you, you've thrown out a couple words. Uh, so you're delta neutral and you take advantage of time decay, which is theta. So for, for those of our listeners who are just starting out, you can look up the Greeks, as they call it, in, in option trading. So time decay <laughs> is theta, and delta is, gives us a measurement of, of change in the position. Um, so, so that being said, um, as we wrap up, is there, is there anything else that you guys would like to add before we, we wrap things up? Well, I wanted to, we, we wanted to recognize that none of this would be possible without your guidance, you know, oh, helping sure. us walk to how to actually navigate launching a hedge fund. Yeah. And it's, it really helped us launch it at light speed. Yeah. You know, teaching us how to pitch it. Well, none of this would be possible without Kevin, without you. Yeah. And without Surely. you, I might add, well, you're very kind. I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate the, the props. So yeah, I might I might want to add yeah. real quick too, Ryan. You have been uh, amazing in uh, many ways. Uh, it's just the the style of your your way of teaching certain things and sharing your information has been really uh, impactful. Uh, it just match our styles. Uh, analytical, but we are analytical, but we didn't have the pitch or we didn't have the way of communicating like you do. And then we learned that from you and really help propel. Uh, I would increase our closing rate uh, and really launch. And I'll say because of that, we were able to launch Fund 2 and have different uh, acceleration that is honestly, well, a little bit beyond what we were expecting. Uh, so uh, I appreciate 
you really uh, helping us and having us on here to really share uh, our thoughts as well. well. Yeah, it's absolutely been my pleasure to to have you guys. And and uh, you know, if I could echo that, uh, it's been such a joy to to get to know you guys and to to watch you guys grow into the 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 Wall Street Mavericks that you are. Um, and you know, and, and ultimately, uh, join me in. in in my journey as, as I honestly, I just, I try to help as many people as I can, uh, you guys included, and now you're, you're part of that fold. So no pressure, you carry that mantle. So be generous, uh, go out as fund managers, uh, but always remember where you came from. Uh, I sound like I'm your dad right now. So the dad side's coming out. Remember what you stand for. So, uh, you know, it's been really good to watch you guys. Uh, not only do you have a great brain, but both of you have an amazing heart. Um, and it's just been an absolute pleasure to, to get to know you. And uh, I'm sure your investors are, are equally thrilled. Well, that's enough for me, everybody. You know, in our closing remarks, uh, anticipate the markets moving, uh, what direction you want to go, learn more about the Greeks uh, from these guys or, or even online. I mean, there's wonderful amounts of information. And, uh, you know, the contact information will be below if you want to get a hold of these guys uh, just to get to the know them better. Uh, really, uh, you guys are very generous with your knowledge. Um, so um, build those skills, learn the knowledge. And even in the middle of a recession, you can put together a business so that you, too, can move toward your pursuit of making billions. Wow, what a show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to leave a comment and review on new ideas and guests you want me to bring on for future episodes. Plus, why don't you head over to YouTube and see extra takes while you get to know our guests even better. And make sure to come back for our next episode where we dive even deeper into the people, the process, and the perspectives of both investors and founders. Until then, my friends, stay hungry, focus on your goals, and keep grinding towards your dream of making billions.